Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and normally what I do, I read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong Will Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. But today, I will not be doing that. So I wanted to talk about what is stopping you. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Y'all know how I am in the morning when I just wake up. So, yeah, charge it to my head, not my heart. Let's get started. <laughs> what is stopping you? So, for those of you that listen to my episode on a regular basis, you know that I love to be transparent that I love to talk about the things that I've been through, the things that I've overcome, um, and the like. And so I woke up this morning, and as I was getting started on my day, um, doing my normal routine, I decided to get started just a tad bit earlier than I normally do, um, making sure that I run my errands and everything early earlier than what I normally do. And as I was driving by, um, there was a gentleman in uniform in his truck, but his head was down. And the way that his head was positioned, you couldn't tell if something was wrong. Um, So I took a moment. I was at the light. Then I thought about it. I was like, what if that were me? Um, And what if I was under duress or distressed or whatever, and um, no one checked on me. Excuse me. So I took a moment and backed my vehicle up, turned it around, and drove back by just to make sure that the gentleman was okay. Um, And then when I saw his head up, I was like, okay, I was just checking on you, make sure you're good. Mind you, this was a total stranger. But what I thought about is what is stopping us? What is stopping us from being kind to others? What is stopping us from checking on people, maybe people that we don't even know sometimes? What is stopping us from asking people, are you okay? Because the reality of it is, is that a lot of us are not okay. What is stopping you? And not just in the sense of checking on others, but in sense in the sense of pursuing your dreams and in pursuit of your happiness. What is stopping you? I remember when I literally, <clears throat> excuse me, thought about going to college, and I could come up with so many different excuses of why it was that maybe college was not for me. But I didn't know where that was coming from. My siblings were going to college, and I was a lot older um, because I'm 15 months apart from my little brother, but I'm nine years apart from my other little brother and 15 years older than my little sister. And so they were going on their journey of getting a higher education. But when it came to me, because I had multiple children, I was using that as my excuse in terms of why it was I could not go to college. And after a while, (laughs) we tend to run out of excuses. 
we will use those excuses to stop us from pursuing our hopes and our dreams, excuse me, our short-term goals, our long-term goals, we will sit and use, or maybe stand, or maybe lay down, but we will sit, we will think of ways to stop us from living our best lives if we are not careful. And I've heard this hurt, I've heard it said before, and I truly, truly believe it, maybe because I've had to challenge it in my own life in terms of doing things scared. It's so easy when you have faced a mountain of disappointment for you to use that as a reason not to continue to pursue your hopes and your dreams. Maybe you're tired of feeling rejected. Maybe you're tired of being told no. Excuse me. Maybe you're just tired all the way around. But the reality of it is is that you will never know if you don't continue to try. So what is stopping you? Maybe you have a book that you need to birth. And for whatever reason, you keep saying, I don't have time, I don't have time. Excuse me. I don't have time, I don't have time. But the reality of it is, is that we all have 24 hours in a day. It's all in how you opt to utilize that time. And you'd be surprised if you dedicate 30 minutes to maybe an hour of writing toward your book or writing on your book or creating those chapters, you could put it together later. But if you took time out to write those chapters, then later on you could give yourself maybe a couple of hours um, in a day and then go in and position the chapters in such a way you look up and everything is in order, your table of contents is there, all your chapters are there, your um Everything, everything is where you need it. The ending is there, um, and you look up and you have written an entire book, which it may take you three months, it may take you three years, but how you manage your time is what really truly determines the end game, how you manage your time. So one thing that I've tried to pay attention to, and trust me, I have not mastered this, but I am a little bit more mindful of it, is that time really truly is of the utmost essence. So a few episodes back, I was talking about how I know that I need to start getting out and walking at least 30 minutes to 45 minutes, if nothing less, every other day. And so since I had not made that full commitment, I've been doing little things to tally up to those 30 minutes to make sure that I at least get some form of exercise, whether it be the kettlebell, whether it be my free weights, whether whatever it is, walking long distances from the parking lot, like I'm trying to make sure that I get some form of activity in. But the more that I thought about it, if you just give yourself an extra hour and a half a day, if you just wake up at no later than 7 a.m., you can get so much accomplished within that little bitty time of when you're normally used to getting up. And so now that I've thought long and hard about it, I was like, okay, so now all you got to do is put a date down. Put a date down that you're going to start this. Don't make excuses. And you know what's crazy, y'all? The crazy thing about it is, is that this is nothing new to me. I've done this many times before. And so 
What's stopping me? What's stopping me? I am stopping me. <laughs> Let's just keep it 100. A lot of times we're the ones stopping ourselves from achieving the things that we are so close to achieving. If no one else, we've learned how to silence the naysayers. We've learned how to quiet the noise when it comes to someone going against what it is that we desire to achieve. We've learned how to do all of that. We've learned how to rebuke the enemy, and he has fled. But we have not mastered rebuking the enemy within. We are stopping ourselves. But why? So there is an exercise that I read. Don't remember where I read it from. So sorry that I can't give whoever created it credit because I just don't remember where I read it from. But I remember reading something that said, what, ask yourself, what is the worst that can happen? And by doing that, when you ask yourself, what is the worst that can happen, then you position yourself to go through those emotions. I'm paraphrasing, y'all, because this is kind of what I gathered from that statement. You go through the emotions of what the worst is that can happen. I'm going to give you a prime example. So let's just say that you are about to skydive. This might be the worst example, but I'm going to use it anyway because it's what came to my mind. So first come, first serve, right? Okay, so let's say that you're about to skydive. You've always wanted to skydive. You never, you never like, that's one of the things that's on your list. That's something that you always wanted to do. And so you, you reason with yourself. You reason with yourself and you say, you know, I really, truly want to know what that feels like to skydive. I really want to face my fears. Not only that, wouldn't it be awesome um, when I survive it for me to be able to tell my friends and my family because this is something that they've never done and for me to be able to share that experience and hopefully inspire others to do the same? And so you reason with yourself and you come up with the conclusion that, you know what, I am just going to do this. I'm just going to do it. I am going to skydive. So you schedule that appointment. Now, mind you, before you schedule that appointment to actually go skydiving, you have thought of all of the reasons why you shouldn't. Well, you know, I have so much more life to live. Something could go wrong with the parachute. Um, it could be a tragedy. All of these things that could happen, oh, my goodness, you know, all because I wanted to be so free. Um, and next thing you know, now I'm meeting my demise. That's That's what you do when you reason with yourself. Um, and you're telling yourself all the negative things. But you make a decision to skydive. And then the day comes, the actual day comes for the um, actual event to take place. And as you're prepping for the event, you have this rush of anxiety, but you ignore it because you're like, you know what? I scheduled this appointment. I'm going to do this. I don't care what it feels like. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this facing my fear. So then you get up in the air. Next thing you know, you are literally skydiving. And it's the best feeling in the world to you. And by the time you make it down, <laughs> you are excited and you cannot wait to schedule another appointment to skydive within the next three months because you had, it was so exhilarating, it was so exciting that you made up in your mind, I'm going to do this again. 
Why? Because you faced your fear head on. You did not let fear stop you. And because you did not let fear stop you, you discovered that this is something that you actually want to do again. The fear is gone. You faced your fear. Now the fear is gone. Now you want to tell your family, your friends. You can't even bottle up the emotions that you feel, how great it felt to be free, how great it felt to literally just be. Now, mind you, I've never skydived, nor do I ever plan on skydiving, but I hear that it's a great feeling. So that's the example that I'm going with. But you did not allow your own self to stop you. And because you did not allow your own self to stop you, you enjoyed the experience. So where am I going with this? A lot of times we have a tendency to premeditate in our minds how we think an outcome is going to be. And because we have talked ourselves down, not talked ourselves up, but talked ourselves down, we will not proceed with that experience, fear being the determining factor. We're stopping ourselves. And so as I go through my journey of singleness, I recall telling a few good friends of mine, um, how I did not want to be a part of the dating site. I was like, no, I'm good. I've heard so many testaments. I've been through so many bad experiences. I'm just, I don't want to do it, so I'm not going to do it. Um, And my friends kept convincing me, you've done all of this shadow work. You've done all of this work, Teresa. You need to just see what's out there. Just see what's out there. You don't have to commit to anything other than just to see what is out there. So I was like, okay, that that's something I could do. I could, you know, I could take the time out to see what's out there, take my notes, share it with the with my audience. That's what I can do. And lo and behold, I met somebody. Isn't that something? I met somebody. And to think that that experience would not have manifested had I kept stopping myself from trying, at least just like they said, just, you know, you can always take yourself off the date inside. You can all just, just try it. <laughs> and I tried it, and I was like, okay, it's not that bad. I mean, of course, I, and I shared. If y'all really, really pay attention to some of my episodes, I shared some of my dating experiences. Oh, my God. I was like, ugh. This is for the birds, you know? And so, um, but once I, once I, in a sense, gave myself permission to at least see what is out there, once I opened up my mind to the possibility of meeting someone who would be like-minded in not in all areas, but in a lot of areas, who was on the same path as I was on in a lot of areas, once I opened my mind to that experience, then that experience manifested. So who's stopping you? A lot of times we stop ourselves. Sometimes we let others stop us. We let their testimony become our testimony without having a true, genuine experience of our own. So before we know it, now 
we're living vicariously through them, limiting ourselves in, in such a way that we don't get to truly know whether or not that's something that we would love or not. Because we're just opting to live vicariously through someone else. So I have a passport. I was telling <laughs> I was telling the colleague this not too long ago. I have a passport. And I have never been out of the country. So I am sitting on this passport that I have not utilized that is now almost four years in. What's stopping me? I could say a whole lot of things. I could say COVID-19. I could say finances. I could say where in the world am I going to go. I could say uh, I got kids. I could say just a whole, I could say a whole bunch. But at the end of the day, I am stopping me for whatever reason. So I've got to pick a place. I have got to pick a place. And when I pick that place, I need to go to that place. Now, I have a couple of places that I would love to visit. I would love to visit Greece. I would love to visit Africa. I would love to visit Italy. I would love to visit Ireland. And one of my biggest, okay, so I don't even know. I I believe it's in Ireland. I could be wrong. But one of if this y'all, I was ten or nine or ten years old when I had this vision, but this vision is so strong, even still. So I have this vision of going to a fancy restaurant that sits in the middle of a maze. I don't. I've had this vision since I was a kid. I don't even know if such a location exists on this planet. (laughs) I really don't. But in my vision, it is a table set for two. And maybe it's in a book that I wrote. I don't know. But it's, or in my imagine, I have had this vision forever, y'all. So it's like, it's a setting where there's a man playing a violin. And there is a table for two. And there's me, and there is this handsome specimen of a man. Don't know who he is. (laughs) But in this vision, we are snapped, like we are right in the middle of a maze. And I'm talking about the maze is made of like ivory or something, of these beautiful, um, it's beautiful greenery. But it's a maze. And I don't know where this is, or if if it even exists, but I know that I've had that vision since I was a little child. So I either got to create it like Tyler Perry, (laughs) I got to create something like that, or I have got to, so that I can experience it, because it was in my mind, and it has been in my mind for so many years. And so I don't know how that's going to come into fruition, but I can tell you this much. I don't believe such a maze exists in the city that I live in. So that means that I would have to go outside of the familiar zone, of what I'm familiar with, in order for me to have that experience. And so even if I'm the one that has to create that experience and go from my mind to an actual reality, 
that is an experience that I know that I have been longing for since I was a child. And so I'm the one stopping me because guess what I could be doing? I could be doing the research to find out if there is such a restaurant that is located where there's tables in that maze and there's a table set for two or a table made for two. Like I could do the research. I haven't even done that. So I guess I got some homework. I just created homework for myself. I'm going to find that maze. I don't know where it's at or if it even exists, but I'm going to find a maze. Watch. All I have to do is Google it. Anyway, I'm going to Google it. I'll get back to y'all, let y'all know what location it says it's at. If there is one that exists, if not, hey, I may have to be the person that creates that. Not just in my mind, but for it to come into fruition. That's another example. Who is stopping you? We stop ourselves. We stop ourselves by the way we think, by the way we speak, by the way we act, by who we um, communicate with. We stop ourselves. Sometimes we let other people stop us. But at the end of the day, even if someone is speaking against you, you are the one that can make what they're saying against you a reality for yourself or not. So it's a lot of people, if you think about it, I literally just did a TikTok. I literally just did a TikTok talk last night, and I was saying, let them talk. They're going to talk about you anyway, good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. Let them talk. But you keep doing you and shine on. People are going to have something to say. That's just what people do. That's just who some people are. They're going to have something to say. But you can determine your own destiny by what it is that you opt to believe about yourself. And I truly believe that's why affirmations, daily affirmations, are so important. One of the things that I say on a regular basis is greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. And I say it over and over and over again. I am beautifully, wonderfully, and uniquely made. So whether you write your own affirmations or whether you adopt someone else's affirmations about you, making sure that you affirm yourself on a regular basis is of the utmost importance. I've even gone so far as saying I am the it factor because sometimes when you have been torn down by words by other people, you've got to figure out a way to rebuild yourself, to re-edify yourself, to get yourself in a position to where you view yourself in a higher manner um, so that you're not operating from a place of low self-esteem. I'm just saying. So whatever you got to do to build yourself up, however it is that you got to speak to yourself, call those things that be not as though they are. I, it was a pastor that I, or a church that I used to go to, and one of the messages, and it's so, you know, words really do have power because I also still say that to this day, and I, that message was over a decade ago, but he did a whole sermon about significance and I literally, and he told us, and, you know, we told, told, he told us to tell ourselves that you are significant. I'm here to tell you today, don't stop your progress. You are significant. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. 
no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue, including your own, that rises up against you in condemnation will be condemned. You've got to learn how to build yourself up. And if you don't know, this is why I, I promote journaling so much, is because sometimes you got to down all the negativity that's ever been said about you. Um, I've had conversations with people where I've literally listened to them long enough to hear what their insecurities are and then had to turn right back around and reverse that curse, cast it down. No, we're not going to speak like that because you will have what you say. And so um, because we know that you will have what you say, it's of the utmost importance for you not to be that person that is speaking negative over yourself. And I know sometimes it's easy for us to do. We all do. We're all guilty of it. Um, everybody has those moments where they second-guess their decisions, where they second-guess why they do what they do or why they're even trying to accomplish what they're trying to accomplish. And nine times out of ten it's because we've allowed the naysayers to have have place in our dominion. We've allowed them to – we've given them space in our minds. And so to have to cast that down um, in order for us to understand that, hey, I – I'm way more than what it is that you say I am. I I hear you. I hear what you what your opinion of me is. That doesn't mean I got to co-sign for it. That doesn't mean I have to operate in that light. I could actually do the opposite of what you're saying to prove you wrong. Period and point blank. I could do the opposite. So what? You say that I'm a failure. That's your perception of me. I'm about to show you otherwise. You don't have to have faith in me, but Maybe by the time I'm done proving otherwise, you know, you might have a little more confidence in who I am. What did Jesus say? Who do they say I am? Then he turned around and said, who do you say I am? Who do you say you are? How do you build yourself up? Or are you guilty of tearing yourself down? Are you guilty of believing the lies? Have they taken so much root that you find yourself stinking, thinking? I've been so guilty of it. I could probably write a book about it. <laughs> I could probably write a book about it if I keep it 100. But I'm learning how to build myself up and not so focused on tearing myself down. Now, I share my testimonies of where I've been torn down and how I've even torn myself down in seasons of my life. But now the ultimate goal is to build myself up and keep building myself up because we teach people how to treat us. So if you are teaching people that it's okay to tear you down, guess what they're going to do? They're going to join the bandwagon. But if you teach people how to build you up, guess what a lot of them will do? They're going to join the bandwagon. So it just depends on what type of conversation do you truly want to have with self. Do you want to have that that self-talk where you are edifying yourself, or do you want to have that self-talk where you are tearing yourself down? Who's stopping you? Try not to stop yourself from living your best life. Try not to stop yourself from becoming the best version of you. Try not to stop yourself from growing in areas that maybe at one point in life were dead. Just try to be a better person. By doing that, I'm sure you'll be helping someone else. Because someone, someone out, because someone is watching you, whether you know it or not, someone is watching you by the example that you lead. So who's stopping you from living your best life now? I hope that this encourages someone. This is going to conclude my episode on today. 
I just wanted to stop by to ask you that question. Who is stopping you? And if you are stopping you, stop it. (laughs) If you are stopping you, stop it. Live your best life now. Do the best that you can. Build yourself up. Don't wait on others to do that. Do it for yourself because you are worth it. And do me a huge favor. Please take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye, and thank you for listening.